0: I want to let everyone know, uh, Karen, I sent you the handouts, So I think, as communication director, you probably have a lot of people's email already. So, who wanted the handout for Test of a Prophet? Uh, just let Karen know and she can email that to you. It shows the te- biblical Test of a Prophet. It also tells a little bit about Ellen White. And then also a, a section about the church and what the Seventh-day Adventist church believes about Ellen White and the gift of prophecy. So if you're interested in those handouts, just let Karen know and make sure that she has your email address. Okay, Okay. on on the book Heaven, it's very interesting as we always study different different, um, books. Just remind everyone, reading one book won't give you all the information that you really would like to have or or really uh, have questions, for, but it will help us get some idea of the plans that God has in store for us. One of the things that we talk about too is that sometimes people say, oh, you're not supposed to be serving the Lord for just for the reward. You know, God offers us plenty of rewards and uh, heaven is one of those rewards. If you turn with me in that book, Uh, It's on the Ellen White app on your phone, if you already have that on the Ellen White app, or uh, you might have to just order the book from online somewhere. But in the preface, it says, Jesus talking, of course, John 14, 2, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. So Jesus is there preparing heaven for us. It's a prepared place for prepared people. Mm -hmm. And a bit lower in the paragraph, it says the hope of living with Jesus in heaven has brightened the day and cleared away the clouds and lifted the spirits. Yeah, heaven is a reward for those who accept Christ as their savior and who love him and follow him. And there's nothing wrong with knowing that he gives us that as as something to give us hope, something to brighten our day when we're going through life and something that's an incentive for us. To hear his voice and keep his commandments, amen. Yeah. Does anyone has anyone ever heard someone say that you should not uh, expect rewards from serving the Lord?
1: Mm. No, I don't think I've ever heard it. Um, I think I've um I I have met individuals um where they felt like if they wore their new shoes to church that they would be judged. Uh, hmm. They felt like, um, um, you know, that we're supposed to not dress like we are blessed in, in, a, in, a, in a sense. So I've met people like that, but not me personally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard of that one about the shoes before.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Hmm. Anyone else what have it? experience I'm with sorry. someone what saying what... you shouldn't have rewards?
2: What did he say about
1: the shoes? Uh, go ahead and repeat that. Pastor. Yeah, um, I met an individual um, serving in the church. I'm um, one of a leader in the church. As a matter of fact, um, shared with me that um, you know the reason why he don't wear his new shoes or dress, you know, wear his best suit is because he was told that you know it was bringing glory on himself and um, you know he ought not to dress that way. Um,
0: uh, okay hmm we
1: had a little bit of
0: that discussion in sabbath school too that uh some people don't like to tell others how god has blessed them because they feel like that's bragging mm-hmm. but in my opinion it's testifying to the goodness of god about mm-hmm. how it takes care of us how he blesses us with talents with abilities with opportunities and with favor you know uh it's all in the attitude or the intent that you have you know yeah. that, where you come into problems with it and uh, that's also mm-hmm. go ahead i'm sorry go ahead that's also Satan's way
2: of not letting you tell uh, what jesus has done for you so you can keep that to yourself so the word won't get around yeah.
0: that's a good point very good point on paragraph 5.3 it's in the preface again it says the peer communion with holy beings the harmonious social life with the blessed angels and with the faithful ones of all ages, the sacred fellowship that binds together the whole family in heaven and earth, all are among the experiences of the hereafter. Have you ever thought of who you would be with in heaven and what you would be doing? Anyone?
3: Yeah, I always hoped that I would see my family members that, and my friends that, uh, well, first Jesus, but
4: no, <laughs> my family members not. and friends, right,
3: <laughs> that, you know, are uh, lost here on this earth and um, and hope to have my children there and, you know, their children. So And hope to meet relatives that I never got a chance to meet
0: mm. and safe. make
3: friends forever. Isn't that something? Yes. Say BFF.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Eternal PFF.
0: Yep. Anyone else? Who do you hope to meet in heaven?
1: Well, of course, always, you know, we want to meet Jesus and um, definitely want to meet family. I mean, I think that for me, um, just the idea of meeting people, I've heard it said, you know, that you're going to be um, surprised and shocked. You're gonna be surprised that to see somebody there that you thought wouldn't be there and you're gonna be shocked that you don't see a person there that you thought would be there. Um, yeah. so I just I just wanna get there. Um, and and if I see you there and I should see you there, I hope to see you there. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just gonna be excited all the way around. So that's, that, that's, that, that's where I'm at. I
4: wanna see my guardian angel. Um... And see those times where he prevented stuff from happening that I didn't even know was going to happen. You know, meet the Holy Spirit and see um, mistakes that the Holy Spirit guidance kept me from making. People who would have been in my pathway due to a, a prayer by the pastor or by Karen on my behalf. You know, those people didn't harm me or couldn't touch me. Things open, pathways open, the doors open. I want to see, you know, um, my guardian angel. And, um, you know, if I was a hard, a hard target or if I was an easy target. (laughs) I think I also
3: want to see some of the people in the Bible, you know, and just talk to them about, you know, their experiences. And I want to ask some of them, what were you thinking?
1: I mean, yeah. I'm even excited about the, the unfallen world, um, you know, what yeah. they're yeah. yeah. all that about, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. their perspective and, 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 right. and their, their, their view. Yeah, that's gonna be right. amazing.
0: People, uh, there's gonna be so many people that you don't even think of right now that you will be so amazed to see. One thing that I've experienced in life, I've met a lot of uh, famous sports players and some different actresses and, and actors and I'm like, oh, wow, there's so-and-so. Or there's so-and-so. And when you get to meet them, you realize they're just human beings.
1: <laughs> they're yeah, human
0: yeah. like the rest of us, but they've had yeah. different experiences than we have. So yeah. when we get to heaven, everybody's going to be the same yeah. translated human beings, but we'll all have a different story to tell about how the Lord blessed us to make it over. And if mm-hmm. study this book, uh, that says, May you determine to be among the citizens of heaven and live forever in that land where we never grow old. Won't that be amazing? Not mm-hmm. mm-hmm. eternity, we just, we'll just never grow old.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But I,
0: I, mentioned during I your hope i be
2: up there and I'm 30. What'd you say? say that if I'm going to be up there, I want to be 25 or Thirty years old, looking. <laughs> okay,
3: you're well, you gonna look,
2: look, you better you better look much
4: more. better than that. You yeah, that's to yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be like, you'll be. You
3: have. you have ageless, timeless beauty. But check it out. I don't want to look good for my age,
2: cause we gonna we gonna live forever. How does that? Right. How would that sound? then? you look good for your age.
4: That'd that's be why real. I said you're gonna have ageless, timeless beauty. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, God doesn't want any um, decrepit, uh, uh, what what are we wasting away? Uh, Rodney people, it's not going to be any death. So, actually, it's just going to be growth and and development and learning and renewal, right? All right. And then I think there's a verse in the Bible that says they shall grow up up as calf in the stall. That's going to be pretty cool. Amazing.
0: Uh, As you had Mm -hmm. mentioned in your sermon this morning, Pastor, about the trials that we go through. Uh, being character builders says, on uh, says a little bit farther down in the preface, let the afflictions which pain us so grievously become instructive lessons, teaching us to press forward toward the mark of the prize of our high calling in Christ. And it's not so easy when you're going through something to count it all joy, you know, it's just not fun. In fact, the Bible says it's not fun for a moment, but It brings forth the peaceable fruit of righteousness of a meek and quiet spirit and of those who accept and trust and depend on God. So again, as we're going through whatever you're going through personally, remember that God is using this to fit us up for heaven so that we can reign with him through eternity. Says those who at the end of the preface, those whose lives have been hidden with Christ, those who on this earth have fought the good fight of faith. Was shine forth with the Redeemer's glory in the kingdom of God. Won't that be amazing? Shining mm-hmm. forth with the Redeemer's glory. Okay. Any other question? Any other comments on that part?
1: Let's yeah. go to chapter one. Go ahead, Pastor. No, no, no. That's it. You know, it's never fun going into a, tri- a trial or in, in, into a hot place. Um, and I think that those sermons of being strong is just to encourage us because it's it, it, it's not easy. And mm-hmm. we don't want to take it lightly of it. You know, it is not easy. But we are here to encourage each other to say, hey, you can do it. Um, stay in the fight. So,
0: Amen. On chapter one, the first sin says, Jesus talking, and he says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Is that Sentence helped anyone in their walk with Christ? How How has that sentence helped you?
3: Because on this earth, you know, there's so much going on and now we're in this period of this pandemic. And so if you did not know to put your hand in Christ, I could see where, you know, a lot of people would just be very discouraged and very down right now. Hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, even people who are mentally ill would be even worse right now. And they and and, and Lakita had talked to us uh, at, uh, on Wednesday evenings, uh, her ongoing series about dealing with this time during COVID. And so, you know, I think that, yeah, we just we just need to do what we have to do and put our hand in Christ and keep it there.
0: Amen. Anyone else? How has that sentence from Christ? assisted you in your walk?
1: Well, you know, it, it takes me back to when I was a child, um, young. I had to been probably um, so seven, maybe eight years of age, and um, used to attend the Old Baptist Church um, down the street, and uh, this was the, the pastor's favorite text. Um, either he was preaching, um, let not your heart be troubled, or Daniel in the Lion's Den. Um, and so I can, I, I resonate with this, with this text, uh, from a child, um, that, you know, God is, is, uh, telling us, don't let your heart be troubled. You know, we can trust him. We can believe in him. Um, and I love the fact that, you know, Jesus said, I have gone away. And if I go away, I will come back. And so that really mm-hmm. has helped me, um, in my walk.
0: Amen. Well, I can tell you that this uh, That sentence really means a lot to me. Um, about five years ago, I think I really started understanding it truthfully. And, you know, stress is the silent killer. So mm-hmm. high blood pressure and a few other things. But definitely stress is constantly on top of us, constantly beating us down, and you don't even know it. Until one of your organs breaks down or your body starts malfunctioning for some sort of way. So when I was working at the phone company, it was constant stress. You know, they always wanted you to do everything, twenty four seven. It better be right the first time. So you're always under stress. The supervisors on your back, you know, and they, in corporations they have like four, five, six, seven levels of supervisors who didn't really do anything except complain. So you were constantly under stress. And as a result, I started having uh, heart palpitations and stuff. And that continued for several years. I had to have operation and stuff. But like I was saying, when I finally looked at this verse and Jesus is saying, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in me, believe in God. And that's telling me, stop worrying about things. Stop being afraid of everything. Stop stressing out over everything because God has everything covered. And there's nothing that comes to us that he has not already weighed in his balances. And he knows that we have the strength that we can handle it. So I don't have those type of problems anymore. And a lot of things they just roll off me like a duck, water on a duck's back, whereas it didn't used to be that way. But now I feel really confident. I'm not afraid, I'm not overly stressed. Things happen and I just say, well, Lord, Uh, it's your will be done, and then try and just keep moving on. Now, I'm not saying it happens instantly, but when I think about it, I say, hey, whatever's happening, the Lord got us covered, and that really just gives you the peace that passes all understanding. Uh, We're on paragraph 9.1, and this is another comforting thought where Christ says at the At the last part of 9.1, for your sake, not for his sake, for our sake, Christ came into the world. And then he says, I'm working on whose behalf?
3: Our behalf. Right.
0: He's working on our behalf. When I go away, I shall still work earnestly for you. I came into the world to reveal myself to you that you might believe. I go to to the Father to cooperate with him in your behalf so we have a high priest who has been touched by the feeling of our infirmities and he's working on our behalf in heaven he's interceding for us so once again we don't have to be afraid we don't have to be scared just trust in the lord it sounds so Mm simple. it sounds real simple but with our humanity getting in the way it's not always the way it works out but it's not Christ's fault. He's telling us, I'm here working for your behalf. Isn't it nice to have, uh, Karen, you're a lawyer, so you know how this works. LaKeita and I like lawyer shows and stuff. (laughs) I always get kind of irritated. I get kind of irritated at the defense lawyers. You know, this is just uh, the way they work, some of them, because they know this person is guilty They'll still do everything they possibly can to get them off.
4: I mm-hmm. want a lawyer like that for yeah. sure, really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a, now,
4: it,
3: but you know what? That's 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 who Jesus is for us. Exactly. That's he's, my he's point. He's doing everything he can to get us off. Now, exactly if we, if, point, if we right. end up being being convicted, <laughs> it's going to be co- because we counteracted everything he was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, to 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 be
4: convicted. Right. When I think about the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and your guardian angel, we have four divine entities rooting for us, pulling for us, you know, intervening on our behalf so that we can Mm -hmm. be, that's like phenomenal. It's like, amen. I'd be saved. Right. Right.
0: Mm. That's pretty amazing. you know what
4: I think about
3: the fact that the enemy likes to force his will or force his way. But I am so thankful that greater is He that is in us than He that's in the world. Amen. You know, and so um, we just have to believe in that power and draw power mm-hmm. from that power.
0: And Amen. we have to truly believe, not just halfway believe, but truly, because when you truly believe, your actions will follow.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, and then, and that's why I like John. 14, it starts out, um, let not. And so that's a choice. Um, we have to choose to not allow these things to send us into that panic place. Um, you know, we have to believe in God. And so I, 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 I agree with that.
0: Man. Now here's a question. While, while Jesus is in heaven, building mansions for us and interceding on our behalf, what are we supposed to be doing?
4: Praise Washing
3: God. our robes and the blood of the lamb. Yeah, And God. occupying
4: till he comes. <laughs> doing, uh, doing what God, the Holy Spirit tells us to do. Telling other people about the goodness and, and graciousness of the Lord. Enjoying our lives. Having fun. Uh, being kind to one another. Being filled with the love of God. We're just supposed to be enjoying life. Waiting on the day for Jesus to come. That's the goal. Is to enjoy our life and wait for Jesus to get here. And, you know, of course, on the way, we're sharing with other people and just enjoying our lives, really. I mean, that's so hard to, con. it's just a hard concept. You know, everything here on earth is like, rush, rush, do what I want you to do, hurry up. It's just, you know, a negative, negative, pessimistic, pessimistic, blah, blah, blah. But God is saying, you know. You know, let not your don't don't be anxious. Don't have anxiety attacks. Don't don't get into the panic room. You don't stop at the door. You don't have to go there. Don't get depressed. You know, don't get frustrated. You don't have to. All of those. I mean, really, you know, I hope it's not too many mental health providers on her. Normality is on, but <laughs> in my own opinion, it is. You know, the Pastor says, "Let not." It is a choice. Being anxious choice being depressed is a choice people say you i can't control it blah 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 you know but it is a choice it's a decision we make every day every day you get up you can get up and say you know i just start making it a practice lord thank you that i'm woke i start with that thank you for this thank you for that just start because it was a time um, not too long ago where i would wake up and before i can get my eyes open all the problems would be mm-hmm. you know just attack me boom you know right there But then, you know, I'm like, no, 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 you have to shake yourself you to 12 o'clock getting rid of that mess. But you start with in the bed, opening your eyes, health conscious. Thank you, Lord. And that sets the tone of the day. I'm going to be happy today because I know I could have COVID. I didn't have COVID. I, I don't have any heart disease, no high blood pressure, none of that stuff. And I'm just like, thank you, Lord, because it's a hard time to live in, but it's also a good time because we can really thank God for some stuff now. So- it's mm-hmm. a choice. Having the mindset is a choice. You can decide. Today, am I going you to be happy or am I And you I- know,
5: I, I used to wonder when I used to hear the older saints growing up back home in Indiana saying, thank God for uh, clothing me in my right mind. Yeah. And I find that now yes. to be in my prayer. Yes.
4: You know i was at the I was at Walmart and I saw this little twelve year old boy a girl I don't know his back their back was to me, but they was kind of had love springing at their wall kind of like hopping a little bit, and they were passing a ball from one hand to the other hand, just happy right easy going and I saw a lady you know an older lady, and uh I told her. I said, I haven't seen it in a long time. I said, you know what? I used to walk like that. And she started laughing. She said, me too. And I said, so, you know, when it's time for me to go to the store, get up and go somewhere, I go because I can use my legs. I said, it's a blessing to use your legs. And I said, you know, that I used to do, that jumping and hopping. I said, but now I'm like, thank you, Lord. My legs are walking.
0: Amen. Yeah, there's always, there's always reason to yeah. thank the Lord. One of the things, too, I remember one of the church uh, members used to say, Lord, thank you for a reasonable portion of strength and health. And I used to think, reasonable, can we get more than that? But <laughs> the, truth is, the truth is, there are so many people struggling and suffering in this world that if you do have a reasonable portion, it's a blessing because it could be worse. So we have to be thankful to the Lord that. Where we are, you know, we can always try and do better, but we have to be content with what we are not, not, uh, what's the word we say, Um. be content, not comfortable. Yeah. Don't get comfortable comfortable where you're at, but recognize that this is where you are at this point in your life and always strive to be more and more like Christ each day. So while he's in heaven building mansions for us, our duty is to build characters after his own character. And that's, as Lakita mentioned, through prayer, study, accepting the Holy Spirit's direction in our lives, and doing what thus saith the Lord. And if we're doing that, then we're doing what we can. There are so many people in this world who are spending their time building mansions down here. Now, if the Lord blesses you with wealth, more power to you. Don't let it go to your head, and remember, you can't take it with you. So what's more important is that we build characters that will fit us for heaven. That's our that's our purpose, uh, while Christ is in heaven working on oh, our hands.
1: You know, Brother Kerr, I, I you know, I, I agree with that too. Um, our character, but I like what your wife said too. Uh, we need to have fun. Um, you know, while we're building character, you know, there is no reason why we can't enjoy. I think the reason um when when Jesus came, you know, uh, the reason why there was a lot of gloom and doom is because the Pharisees, they have created so many laws and so many things you can't do and so many things if you did, it just made it rough. Uh, but <laughs> we able to have fun and enjoy our experience with Christ at the same time with building character because we all know that that's the only thing that we're going to take with us when we leave. That's here.
0: right. Mm-hmm. The Lord says, I have come that you might have life, life and have it more, more abundantly.
4: abundantly.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, so praise <laughs> the Lord. Um, now here's a quick question. How many ways are there to get to heaven. And we're on paragraph
1: 10.2. Well, as I know, Elder, there's there. only one way.
0: Uh, Patsy, did you have something?
5: Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the only way that you can get to heaven is through Jesus Christ and knowing him and loving him and doing what he asked us to do. Because he is our connection to God. But we can't see the Father without knowing the son and believing and trusting and building our character as Jesus would have us to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I've heard some people say, "Uh, well, you know, after witnessing, they say, well, uh, that's your way to heaven. I'm going a different way.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they're going to a different heaven too. They're that, going, they're that, going that, to uh, a different uh-huh. whole area
5: and it ain't going <laughs> to be up. It's going to be down. It ain't no such thing
2: as down. Oh yeah, down on earth would hellfire come down? You got yes, it. Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes. I've actually used that, um, you know, sarcastically, of course, um, when sharing my faith with individuals that are, um, you know, locked in on on their belief. And so I'll say, okay, well, um, you know, you go your way, you go to yours, and I go mine, and may the <laughs> <laughs> may the best man win. Um, yeah. but, but but I know that there is only one way um, to heaven, and that is through Christ. But you have individuals that believe they can do whatever they want to do and, and get there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of people who just believe that God is so good, nobody's going to be lost. That
1: everybody's going to be saved.
0: So the Lord says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father." but by me, which is something that we have to remember whenever we're talking about uh, different beliefs and what other people's opinions are, that if they're not talking about accepting Christ as Lord and Savior, then there's something wrong with that picture. One of the devil's first uh, tricks was to get people to believe that you don't need Jesus to get to heaven, that you don't need him to be saved. And all and continue now through all these ages, that's still one of Satan's main tricks, to get us to believe that if we just, uh, people, uh, you hear, you'll hear you hear people say, oh, he's a good person. He don't believe in God, but he's a good person. There are no good people without God.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We're Only all God is good. And shaped in iniquity. Without God, we have no inkling of doing anything good. But as we accept Christ as our savior, it will say a little bit farther down, then because we accept Christ, the fruit of the spirit comes out in terms of good works and good actions and good deeds. But nobody is good by themselves, none of us. And none of us can make it to heaven by ourselves. On 10.3, first thing it says, the surety of our deliverance. Talking about Christ, the surety of our deliverance. By his humanity, Christ touched humanity. By his divinity, he lays hold upon the throne of God. Jesus was fully man and yet fully God. Isn't that amazing? It is. And it's called the mystery of God, godliness. How can he be fully man and still fully God? It's something. That's one of those questions we're going to have to ask him when we get there, right? (laughs) He says, I am the good shepherd. I am the living bread. I am the way, the truth, and the life. All power is given unto me. I am the assurance of every promise. I am. Be not afraid. God with us is the surety of our deliverance from sin, the assurance of our power to obey the law of heaven. Uh, The Lord says when he sent Moses to tell the people, what did he tell them to say?
4: I am that I
0: am. I am. I I am has sent sent me That I I am. am.
4: I am everything you need, whatever you're thinking about, whatever your problem is. I am I am the answer to all of your needs, desires, and wants.
0: That's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. When you think of yourself, and if you would like to share, when you think of Jesus as I am, what's one of the main things that you want him to be for you in your own personal walk? I am your source. I am your source.
4: There's nobody else that's my source except God is my source for happiness, for joy, for health. That's my source, my provider. I am your source.
1: Man, my everything. Um,
2: my everything. The lover of my soul, my Lord
6: and Savior. Hmm. I have another question I want to ask. Um, just to piggyback on on um the fact that. Only through Jesus we can we can um, inherit, you know, the kingdom of heaven uh, when the Bible talks in Philippians 2 about working our own salvation through fear and trembling. Uh, what does that mean? You know, what does it entail to work on our own salvation through fear and trembling? And does it mean that we have to pay a part in, in the work of our own salvation?
0: What does the Bible mean when it says work out your own salvation with fear and trembling and you yes. have to play a part in our own salvation? Yes. Any comments on that?
4: Yes, you have to play a part in your salvation. You have to choose. You yeah. have to choose whom you... Like the Bible says choose you this day whom we shall serve. And, and with fear and trembling, fear that you won't go back and tremble, that you are truly, truly giving up and letting go of the things of this world. And that's something I do try to practice that too, you know, is um, going through everything that's involved in my life and handing it back to Jesus, making sure I'm not clinging on to anything with fear and trembling. We should be afraid of ourselves because selfishness, you know, every time really whenever you're miserable about something, it goes back to selfishness. Like somebody says something to you, you know, like, um, you know, you, you, you shouldn't wear your shoes like that to church or whatever. They say that you're upset, you're offended. Why? Because I think that I look good in my shoes. I don't think they have a right to say that to me. Who are they to talk to me like this? It's all going back to selfishness. And we don't realize how, how the Sister wife says, we don't realize how sinful sin is. We have no clue. And so, yeah, we have a, we have a big part. We have to daily relinquish and let go of what this false control we think we have this false uh, um, of managing and and able to hold on and take care of things every day we have every moment we have to it's hard but every moment we have to uh, remind ourselves that I'm not in control this is not you know I am only the manager I'm I'm here to do what God tells me to do
0: Mm -hmm.
4: and you know I had an older saint that told me that once you get baptized
5: and stuff, that God said He's going to save you. You're under His grace. And I told her, I said, but I don't. I said I don't see it in the Bible where God says once saved, always saved. And she was like, Well, you haven't been studying hard enough. She said, But well, <laughs> she said. And so I, di- I didn't argue with her because you know she is. She's the oldest saint, but. I let her know, I said, there are people that were saved that have been baptized and stuff and turned away from God. So I said, now they have to turn back and to work out their salvation with Christ. Then one-on-one is a personal thing. And in her mind is God says he's going to save them once they, you know, got baptized and turned their life over. I said, but what about the people that backslide? But. I, 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 I didn't want to argue and she had these passages in the Bible but I said I still haven't seen in the Bible that God says once saved, always saved I don't see it
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: Well, now not, also,
3: and think I had a comment it. also uh, you know a lot of times people say well I'm struggling with this or I'm struggling with that and really it's not really so much about a struggle it's about a submission it's about a complete mm-hmm. surrender Mm-hmm. And, and here's the thing, you know, Ellen White says that we cannot give our hearts to God because we are, they are desperately wicked, but we can give him our wills every single day. We can give him our wills. And if we give him our wills every single day and don't take that back, he's not, he, he, he cannot sin. And so if he has our wills, he'll take us through a day without sin. As long as, like I said, as long as we don't take that will back from him. And so I think that the largest part of our salvation, working it out with fear and trembling is cooperating with the Holy Spirit.
0: Mm-hmm. I you believe that, and,
3: yes. and, and And not marking out paths of our own choosing, but going down the path that God has laid out for us because we've given him our will for that
1: day.
5: Amen. For mm-hmm. each day.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right, and I, I agree, you know, um, it is a choice. Um, you know, you're working out your soul salvation Um, you know, with fear and with trembling, um, you know, it is that fear of not going back. Um, You know, we have to be responsible. Once we come to the Lord and we give our life to the Lord, that's our choice. That's, that's, God is not going to kick the door in and take anyone hostage. Um, He said, whosoever will let him come. So that's my choice. That's what I have to do. Um, And once I make that choice, um, you know, trials are going to come, my old nature or whatever it is. Um, the things I used to do—they're not going to just miraculously, miraculously um, disappear. Um, and as um, Sister um, Karen said, as far as um, uh, you know, the struggle—and even though we say you know the struggle is real—you um, know, we have to make a conscious decision. You know, I'm—I I am just so thankful um, that God has, you know, um, shown me um, that all I have to do is just make it up in my mind. Um, give it over to him. I didn't have to, you know. I didn't have to go through any rehab, no, no um, AA. It was a choice that I made to give my life to the Lord. Um, and once I made that choice, I never looked back. But before, um, it was a struggle. And every time I struggled, I went back.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that was for me, you know. To me, that just that's just set the tone. That as long as we struggling, you, you you're never going to commit. You have to commit. Once you commit, it won't be a struggle anymore. I don't struggle with stuff like that no more.
0: Amen. Amen. One of the biggest uh, battles, as Karen was mentioning, was the battle for submission because we don't want to submit. Mm-hmm. We want to do our own thing and walk in our own ways. And that's that's always a, a bit of contention whenever people mention the verse about wives, submit to your husband. Just the word submit, nobody wants to hear that. You know, it was turned around to say, husband, submit. We don't want to submit. It's just human nature. We don't want to submit. So that's where all this uh, uh, working out your salvation with fear and trembling, it's a battle against yourself, you know, because I want what I want. I don't necessarily want what God wants. Like you pastor was saying at first, uh, he didn't want that. But as he finally made that commitment to surrender to Christ, it becomes much easier because now you've set a priority so that your decisions are based on principle and no longer on just feelings and internal desires. So there is something going on, the battle for self. Who's going to sit on the throne of your life? Is it going to be you? Is it going to be the devil? Is it going to be Christ?
5: Hmm.
0: Once we have committed our life to Christ, then what does he ask us to do? After we've gone through what we go through and we surrender all to Christ, what does he ask us to do for others? Oh, uh, share
2: the gospel, share your testimony yeah, share the gospel. with other people. Now, how do we do it? Share what he has done for them.
0: Okay.
4: You can pray with them and you can pray for
0: people. Okay. Anyone else? Should I just go up to people and say, you better believe and the Lord's going to curse you of this and that and you know you wrong? How's that going to turn nah, nah, out? No, you come to them
2: with a gentle spirit, a loving spirit, a humble spirit. You know,
6: the, I word, like that. the word of God say, um, come and taste and see that the Lord is good. It's like me hearing about this this awesome deal that if you... um they're giving away like a thousand dollar you know if you purchase something for like five dollars for example what well, you know it's a giveaway so I, I get it and I enjoy it and I want that for you I want it for my family so I tell them about this deal and so for them to be a part of it for them to you know experience you know um, what this price you know is offering so by me sharing it's the same thing with the gospel you know you, you enjoy it you, you see the, the benefits of it well, you just can't keep it to yourself, you know, so you share it with others, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And I mean, there's different ways in which you can share the gospel. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is through your past experience that somebody uh, may have the same experience and, you know, God allow you to, um, giving you an opportunity to share the gospel with that person. Um, It could be through um, preaching the word. It could be through Bible study, even through prayer. There's so much ways in which we could, um,
0: share the gospel to others amen amen there's no limited ways we can share but one thing we want to always be is earnest have deep earnestness not be harsh to people not be overbearing trying to just force people to love christ uh do you remember when the israelites got bit by those snakes in the wilderness Mm -hmm. moses was told to make a brass serpent and hold it up and have the people look to the brass serpent. What was the point of that?
2: It represent looking
0: toward Christ and your trials and tribulations instead of looking for what you're going through. Exactly to stop looking at yourself and look at Christ, turn your, look, turn your uh, sight away from yourself, our own poor si- sinful selves and behold the Savior. and if we can get other people to do that, stop looking at themselves, look at the Savior, then Christ will draw all men to himself. Remember he said, if, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. All our job is to get them to look to Christ, the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So we need to be talking about Christ crucified, telling people about it, um, texting about it, emailing it. Uh, The power and the wisdom of God is what's going to draw people to be saved through his uh, grace and through his mercy. Unlike what, uh, Elder Paul was saying, uh, he says, share a link and save a life. Hmm. I think it's terrific. It's all about witnessing. It's all about pointing people to Christ. If you can just get a person to just look away from themselves and look at Christ, that's the beginning of a relationship with God. Elder Cleveland, he said in one of his sermons, uh, he didn't like the song Dixie (laughs) for obvious reasons. (laughs) But he said there's one part in there he liked, the part that says, look away, look away, look away. And that's what we have to do as Christians. Look away from ourselves and look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith.
6: Amen. Um, I, I think, too, that you know, um, it was more so a look of obedience because um, there was no real power in the, in the, in the, in the brass serpent you know, it was just mm-hmm. obedience to, to what was said. And um, I think um, Ellen Chisa White says that, you know, many of them who was there, even though they were dying, they would still never look at the cross that was there. And so this same, the same same principle, the same thing applied here because the gospel didn't preach, you know, in, in so much ways. And um, I mean, there was time when you feel like, hey, you couldn't go to church because you were so busy, you know, all oh, these things was going on, but no. Church is online. You don't have to go nowhere to go to church. <laughs> so, so, so the gospel is still being preached. But are we obedient to what is being said?
4: And I think it's the same thing going on today in a different way, too, Neil, Om, I think I completely agree with you. And when we look at the pandemic, it's the exact same thing. It's like all you have to do is wear your mask and keep your distance and, and stay away from so many large crowds. All you have to do, you know, that's it. And yet it's the same spirit, that spirit of rebellion. Some people just oh no, I am not gonna wear a mask. And then there are other people who are saying, well, I don't really believe that, you know, that helps. I mean, you see literally medical people saying, I don't believe that that helps. And then you have those who will wear it sometimes but not other times. And then you have increasing their chances of getting it. And then you have people who are gonna follow the instructions and do what, that's all of it. If we look at it in the church, All of this stuff is shaking us. Where is your faith? What are you believing? Are you a scoffer? Are you an out and out defiant person? Are you a lukewarm person? Or are you going to adhere to the promises, adhere to God firmly and strongly, and be hot for the Lord? That to me, that's to me, this pandemic is very, very telling of our relationships with God. You know, or what are we going to do? My sister, she's not a church member. She said, I wish the Lord would just tell us, you know, like about the pandemic, what to do. I said, Diane, he's telling us, wear your mask, (laughs) be safe distance. God is simple. He's not asking us to do anything major to stay healthy. Now, you know, some people say I wear my mask every day and and I still got it. Uh, I don't know. That might be true. But I find that if we follow instructions, we then can come to God and say, Lord, you said this is the instructions that I got. I believe you told these medical people this. I did my part, Lord. I'm asking for your healing. We can come to Christ boldly when we are following and doing what God has asked us to do. But if we can't come to him, when we, you know, sometimes we do this, we go to church sometimes, and, you know, sometimes we read the Bible. Every now and then we might pray. We, we don't have a relationship. There's not a strong enough relationship. God may be speaking to us, but we still are not hearing and understanding because we don't have a relationship. It's not God. He's doing what
1: he does. He says what he says, but we have to do our part. We really do. You know, um, you know, I mean, there's so much there. There's so much there, um, even with this pandemic, um, people still aren't um, tuning in. God has taken us out of the church building. He has literally put the church in your lap, in your bed. You can roll over in your bed and, <laughs> and go to church. And, and and believe it or not, people still aren't going to church. Um, you know, um, and it goes back to you know our selfish desires. Um, people even when Christ come, there will still be people outside the church. Everybody's not going to be in the church. Uh, when, you know, I'm thinking about um, Noah um, when God told him to build the ark, there were people that at the last minute wanted to try to get in when he had all those years of building that ark for individuals to come in God took us out the church. He's putting us in a pandemic. He's done this, he's done that. He's done all these things, but because of our selfish desires, um, we continue to do what we want to do. So, um, yeah. you know, this is, th- these are, these are the, definitely the times in which we're in. Uh, but I believe that when Christ come, there will still be people not looking at that serpent to, for healing and are looking at Christ for healing. They're going to still be caught up in their own selfish desires.
4: In hmm. fact, you know what, pastor, because no one is taking the role so now it makes it easy for people to not come to church. Those There were people who was coming, but just coming because, you know, and I, I don't look at personally church as really, I, I'm not saying that if you don't go to church, you won't be saved. I'm not saying that at all, but I am saying that, you know, sometimes we're doing things and the reasoning behind it is not quite right. And God is just trying to get all of us prepared. Will you worship me if no one else in the world knew you were worshiping me? So mm-hmm. if we're going to have to answer the next question is, if it gets hard, will you worship me? You know, if every all your Bibles was taken away, if you are threatened by life, will you worship me? So this is letting us know where we are on this continuum of being committed to our faith and, and- I don't mean to be rude,
5: exactly but I'm before. taking
4: notes, and I didn't catch the
5: pastor's name. You're a new pastor.
1: Uh, pastor Fields. Say that one more time. Pastor Fields, F-I-E-L-D-S. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. One of the uh,
0: things that I think about is when you have these people out here that don't want to wear the mask because they yes. don't want to listen to the medical professionals but then when they get sick, where do they go? To the In medical professionals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why, why are you going to them now when you didn't listen to them before? So then I think about people not wanting to listen to the word of God. When they get sick, now they want to pray. And they want people to pray for them. It's like, you know, you're kind of doing this thing backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, if you would listen up front, you would could prevent a lot of stuff. But you're more, instead of preventative, you're reactive. So... Now you realize you need him when you should have realized it early on. These things might not have
6: happened to you. It's just weird how people think. Mm-hmm.
0: Going back, but to you also was- have
5: the yeah. other spectrum to that, where people are like, "Why do you keep getting on the phone and going to church on the phone?" And you know, and you're like, "Well, God didn't say the building was going to be there forever." And Christ starts in the heart. But you, like I said, I'm, this week I've experienced some people saying, I've been trying to call you. I said, Well, I was on the prayer line. They're like, You still getting on the church line and stuff? And I'm like, Yes, I am. And I'm going to continue. But they don't see the importance of that. <laughs> mm,
0: that was rough. Yeah. You know, yeah. The um, kingdom of heaven is within you. That's right. That's it's right. Yeah. The building.
1: Is, you know, it's really pointing out our value system. What do you value the most? Um, and so this this situation with the mask, not wearing the mask, um, you know, uh, uh, even this phone call here, this here ministry here, uh, it all boils down to, you know, what do we value? And at the end of the day, if we don't give it over, if we don't value Christ more than anything, um, then, you know, everything we do is of um, is is null and void.
0: And can you imagine we've been studying also previously about the time of trouble. If this ain't the time of trouble, then people <laughs> really going to be in for it when the time of trouble is, they will never even think of going to church. If if this um, is thing that we're in right now, comparatively easy, right. if you're not doing what God asked through this, how are you going to do it? And again, back to what we were talking about earlier about, if you can't stand, walk with the footman, how are you going to run with the horses and if you yep. Forces, how are you gonna stand at the swelling of the Jordan? So right, mm-hmm. now, if we can't handle this and still uh, keep uh, still keep Christ first in our lives, what are we gonna do when it gets worse than this? Who's gonna you know stand? What? At Jesus, oh, if the penalty yeah. is death, right?
3: I think that we are in the the uh, the sifting time, you know. And it's like you said, you know, if, if you were only coming to church so that you could be seen or wear whatever fashion you wanted to wear or whatever, or, or socialize, because that was the big thing too in our church, being able to just socialize on the Sabbath. But if that's your only reason for coming and you're not willing, and you're not willing, I always talk about the Marys versus the Marthas, you know? And Mary, Mary came because she wanted to sit at the feet of Jesus martha had all this stuff and she worked she had to do and all this stuff and you know and 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 she could be like those that will say in the end well what about i, I did this for you and i did that for you and i did this and that, and this and that for you and and, and he say depart from me you worker of iniquity i never knew you and so mm-hmm. you know we have to um make up in our minds as i think one of you all said who we're going to serve and actually serve, not not be served. Jesus came to serve, not to be served. And I think so often we have this whole attitude of, well, you know what? We 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 want to be served by our spouses or by our family members, or you know, we talk about work and how oh, yeah, like you said, how somebody said how they look how they treated me, but it's all about self. And if we would flip the light switch the other way and look at the other person and seek to serve them as Christ served. You know, Christ Christ girded himself with a towel and then knelt at the, the feet of his own disciples and washed their feet. And I, I think that's something that we need to look at as Christians and say, okay, where am I? Am I the one washing the feet or am I the one that want the feet washed?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good analogy with the Mary and Martha. And going back to what Emil was question was, There's a lot of Marys who accept Christ as the Savior, and then there's the Martha, just figuratively speaking, who feel like they have to do something to be saved uh, Mm -hmm. of their own merit, of their own human power, and many losing the right way of thinking that they must climb to heaven, that they must do something to merit God's favor. God already loves us. We don't have to do anything to make him love us even more. It says when we accept Christ... Good works appear as fruitful evidence that we are in the way or that we are in the way of life, that Christ is our way, and that we are treading the true path that leads to heaven. So by accepting Christ as our savior, we're on the on the true road to heaven, on the right way to heaven. Uh, I remember a where a pastor has said, uh, Pastor one of the members came to the pastor. She was constantly fussing and disagreeing about everything that uh, the church wanted to do to move forward and to do its work. And she said, well, pastor, I've been in the way 25 years. And he said, yeah, you have been in the way 25. (laughs) (laughs) So when we accept Christ as the way, then we can walk in the way that leads to heaven, uh, the true, the true path and the true way that leads to heaven. So uh, that ends Chapter One of the book Heaven. Are there any final comments on what we read?
1: Okay, uh, well, Karen, what's? Um, if you, go ahead. If you, I was about to say it's a it's a joke. I'm my phone rang, my iPad went off, my music started playing on my computer, and <laughs> I, I I missed the last five minutes. I'm trying to figure out what's going on over here. And uh, so if you could bag up about, not just joking, just. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely appreciate it. Everything is um, being enriched, but you know, if I on on a more serious note, I think that um, as, and and it's already been pointed out as far as um, the times in which we're living in, um, the sifting time, um, this is the time where um, we can't, you know, we we have to start, we, we can't lean on The preacher, the teacher, the elder, we're actually moving um, into a place where it's, you know, lack for a better example, every man for himself, uh, because we're going to get to a place where you're not going to be able to go online. We're, we're able to go online now. We're able to, like I mentioned earlier, scroll and go through the, go to all these different churches, but we're going to get to a place where we're not going to have these options. And if we are neglecting our time with Christ now, there is no way in the world we're gonna all of a sudden just gonna become these warriors mm-hmm. for the Lord. It's not gonna happen. Amen. And so I think it's very vital. I think it's very crucial. Um, and it's paramount that we get our house in order because these are the last days. Amen.
4: You know, I wanna say to you um, for your mental health. I would like to challenge everybody to uh, wake up thinking about heaven, or with a gratitude, saying a prayer of gratitude to the Lord to set the pace for the day, because that can really help to alleviate the stress and anxiety and depression. And we're coming to this election, and Lord help us, <laughs> Lord help us. So we're going to have to be, you know, really prayerful, but pray the right way. Be thankful to God for everything that you have, no matter what happens. Yeah, that's not, and that's, I
5: like to say too. I like to say too. I'm. I appreciate Sister Karen so much because even though I don't have the technology, I said just to be able to have the written word to study. If if I didn't have these sheets, I would still be studying my Bible. But when she drops off sheets and stuff to me, that keeps me having something constantly to think about and to work with. And I said, but even if I didn't, I still would have my Sabbath school lesson. But I thank God that he's touched her heart that she knows everybody doesn't have all this modern technology and Facebook and stuff, that she will still reach out on her own to make sure that we're able to follow along. So I appreciate her.
6: Amen. 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 Um, My last comment is that is a text in Amos it says that um, there's a famine coming, not for food, nor for water, but for the word of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, You know, when, when when we have the time now to to read or to study, you know, whatever we can take in, let, let's do it now. Um, because the time is coming when, as Pastor mentioned, that, you know, the battle will be taken from us and we won't have it. You know, so it is, it is that word that we have inside of us, the word that 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 David says there whatever hid in my heart, and that is what mm-hmm. gonna keep us in, in the time to come. So as, as we have the time, let us use it wisely to you know study the word of God.
0: Amen. Work while the night is coming. The night is coming when man shall work no more. Remember, this is the probation time. We have to use our time wisely that we may be ready and prepared when Jesus returns. Uh, let's get. Uh, are there any prayer requests now? Before we leave, one yes,
2: request. Yes, for, my, for my family's, uh, for myself and my family's spiritual growth, especially Jalen Jordan's spiritual growth and their classmates. Okay. And the and same thing
3: And them. safety. Right. Same thing for me. I just pray for the Lord to grow us spiritually and use his borrowed power to create something out of nothing where there is uh, no closeness with him no relationship with him that the lord would Amen. draw us into a saving relationship with him and also for protection for all of us during this time
0: would you say his use blessings. his power
3: bara, b-a-r-a power that's his creative power where he can create something
5: out of nothing
0: oh my bad i didn't take hebrew <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: okay.
5: And at the at the Alton Church today, at the Seventh day Adventist Church, they asked for prayer for Eva Homer and a George Taylor. Mm. And I'm asking for prayer for my family.
6: Yeah, I'm I'm asking for prayer for my family as well. Um I'm sorry, oh, let me then.
5: add
2: my friends too. My friends.
6: Okay. Male. Yeah, I'm asking for prayer um for my family as well. Um, for my mother in Jamaica and my sister, you know, um, you yeah, know, they be going through some stuff down there. Yeah, I'm just asking for prayers for them. Um, pray for myself as well, you know, that that I will go more spiritually, you know what I mean, go in, in strength. Mm-hmm.
0: Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Any pass special prayer requests?
6: I'd like
2: to request I'd like to request uh,
5: request a prayer uh, for my family as well as my p- personal growth or walk with Christ. I'd love to be um, everything He wants me to be. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Okay. If there's no others, we'll go ahead and for a word of, of prayer. Let's bow our heads. Dear Father, we thank you so much for a beautiful Sabbath day. We thank you for waking us up and blessing us to enjoy your company, the company of the holy angels, the company of your Holy Spirit, and the company of each of our family and friends, our church family and friends. Lord, we come before thee now asking your almighty power to be shared with us, to bless us, dear Lord. We ask in special prayer for spiritual and personal growth, dear Lord, that each of us will draw closer to you, as we see the great day of your return approaching. We ask and pray that you'll bless us, Lord, with wisdom from on high. Give us a desire, Lord, to study your word, to hear your voice speaking to us, and to follow where you lead. We ask that you'll bless us to be all that we can be in Christ, and that we share that with others who may not know you, dear Lord. We ask also for safety of our family, our friends, our relatives. We pray a special prayer for our sister Eva Homer and George Taylor, Brother George Taylor, Whatever is going on in their lives, Lord, we ask that you will touch them as the great physician and the great healer that you are. We ask, dear Lord, that you will be with our families in a special way that only you know. We ask for their protection, Lord. Above all, we ask that they will have a right relationship with you, dear Jesus, to accept you as the way, the truth, and the life, to eternal life and glory with thee. We ask and pray that you will bless us to be faithful servants of God, friends of man. Help us to come to others with the dedication, with the earnestness, with the desire for them to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior as well. Give us the essence of Christ, Lord. Cover us with your robe. Bless us with us, the gifts of the Spirit, dear Father. Love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, long-suffering faith, meekness, and temperance that we might share your holy character with all whom we come in contact with. We ask also special blessings upon our our family and friends in foreign lands, O'Meal's family in Jamaica, others' families around the globe, dear Lord. Help us all to know that time is running short and that we want to be ready when you return. In the blessed name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen. Amen. Amen.
5: Amen. Amen. All
3: so, right, so um, Sarah, where are we at next week? We are still in Chapter 74 of Testimonies for the Church of Volume 1, and we're going to be starting at paragraph 395.2.
1: Okay, so that's where we at next week. Yes. So we're not going to finish up with heaven. Are we going? No, we
0: alternate weeks, Pastor. This week was the book Heaven. Next week will be testimonies. Then we go back to Heaven. So every other week. All right. I'm.
5: Okay. I'm sorry, Karen. Do you mind um, texting or uh, sending out um, where we're going to pick up next week?
3: Sure, no problem.
5: I can write it down. Thank you.
0: Okay. Also I think before everyone was on, I mentioned that Karen has the copies of the Biblical Test of a Prophet as well as Seven Day Adventist Beliefs of about Ellen White. So if you would like those, make sure she has your email address. Don't give it right now because we're still live. But uh okay. give and give it to her. So get those hands. Sorry,
4: hey, Karen, I give me is
2: it a physical copy or are you talking about a digital copy?
0: Digital.
3: Yeah, it'll be digital in your email. Yeah. Hey, Karen. Yes. I sent you
2: my email. Okay. All right.
5: Hey, Karen. I'll right. I'll call you and give you mine. Okay. Um, uh, Karen, one more time. Uh what chapter?
3: Chapter seventy four. It's um, volume? starting at paragraph three ninety five point two, and the title of the chapter is um, "Dangers of the Young."
6: Um. What volume? We did,
3: we did half volume one. We did half of it last week. So we're going to do the other half this coming week.
0: Amen. Kristen, awfully quiet. You and Sister Melody didn't say anything. But we're glad y'all here. <laughs> <She> said,
3: <laughs> and also, uh, Alvina's daughter was here. Sister Jordan.
0: Okay. <laughs> What'd you say, Pastor? She's, she's sitting right here. She just looked over. Yes. At her.